Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap here with a name you know, and if you don't know, you're going to know her. I remember walking into the Midtown Event Theater and seeing this woman hold a full-grown man over her head in a suplex, and ever since then, I've been like, you know what? I got to talk to Jody Threat, and I finally get to. Jody Threat, how you doing? I'm good. Yay. I'm We're so, talking. <laughs> I'm so excited. I, I got my first like look at, at your work like in person. SummerSlam weekend, Toronto, 2019, and you were all over the place then. That was, and like you were the standout performer to me. As I said, I walked into a room, you were holding somebody like over your head. My wife to the left of me was like, whoa, like she'd never (laughs) seen it before. Right. Uh, I mean, and, and then just a few months after that, the pandemic kicked in. Oh my God. It's true. So how how has that affected you as somebody who was really really emerging in the wrestling world? Um you kind of like nailed it right there. I was on such a high um and to hit such a low pretty insane. Like that summer alone started off by me landing an acting gig um and getting my acting union uh card, if you will, uh from there uh being able to do a UK tour into that SummerSlam weekend, into my WWE tryout, into the end of the world. So it was like a high, 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 and then low. So, I mean, yeah. like that that weekend, obviously an important one because at that point, you know there are people watching. I mean, Chris Harrington of AEW sit in front row for most of those shows. You've got WWE scouts popping in and out all the time. What was your mindset going into that? Because... I'm sure that there there were a lot of people who got their eyes on you for the first time there, and and you made quite an impression. 
Oh, that makes me happy. Um, well, I'm pretty new to the business and then I was even more new. So really it was just making sure that I put my best foot forward and, and put out what it was that uh, I could do. Um, and it kind of makes me really happy to hear that, you know, I made an impression on you. Um, but yeah, so going in was, I got to give it my all. But interesting fact, uh, while those shows were going on in the evening during the day was when that WWE tryout was happening. So there was a lot going on on my mind. So they had contacted you well ahead of time, I'm sure. They they had eyes on you long yeah, before we, this. I, we got contacted like four weeks in advance. Nice. So how how did that work out? Like, like what was the process like? Because some people, like, for example, I've asked Matt Riddle about it. He's like, man, I blew through that thing. There are other people that are like, eh, it was pretty tough. And then other people were like, well, I was physically prepared, but maybe not physically prepared for what they had. Right. Um, well, I was a part of the Canadian tryout, so it's kind of hard to compare that uh, to what happens down in Orlando because they have, you know, a few rings set up, whereas we were in like a very discreet location with one ring. Um, they did put us through some uh, vigorous conditioning tests and drills, um, which, uh, like I said, I came off a pretty hot summer, um, so I was pretty prepared for all of that. Um, I think a lot of it was mental, though knowing that in the evening I had accepted all these like really bomb bookings uh, for SummerSlam weekend, thinking that that was where I was going to make my, my name. And then, you know, to be going into tryouts during the day. Um, yeah. My mind was kind of all over the place, but I would say physically, I felt like uh, my fitness level was there for sure. Um, so, I mean, like I, I didn't, obviously I didn't know at the time that you, you had that tryout and I mean, your performance it was it was more than up to par. It made, like I said, it made quite the impression. And I mean, that was the first time I got to look at the skateboard and all that. Like you're carrying it around, like as you're leaving the venue. Even like, how early did you know that you wanted to integrate that into what you did in the ring? I did not want to integrate really? it into the ring. Actually, it uh, it was such a sacred part of my life before wrestling that I was very, very, very against the idea of bringing it in um and it was actually one of my first trainers ashley six who was like jody don't be an idiot this is a very easy thing to go off of um so based on uh, me trusting him i kind of went with it um definitely still don't want it as my gimmick I i've actually been trying to like move it's hard to say i want to move away with yeah. it whereas i've not wrestled very much in the last like year with the uh, end of the world and everything um, but my goal is to transition a little more away from that. Like, sure, there can be elements of it, but yeah. I don't want the focus to be my skateboard anymore. Like I said, different era of my life, which I, I cherish. And uh, I don't know. I like to keep it separate. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, for, for you to have like a, another significant athletic love like that and not wanting to, to sort of. I don't want to say muddy the waters, but, but integrate that. But what made you give in? Like what, at what point did they convince you? Man, I just, you know, I was coming up on to doing some student shows and I just, you know, I was kind of at a loss for like what kind of character I wanted. Um, and the ideas that I had pitched, which I won't get into because they're kind of embarrassing. Uh, my trainers were like, come on come on we can do better than that and so how embarrassing could they be 
Uh, I, I don't, I'm not getting into them. <laughs> One was like a, a GI Barbie kind of gimmick. I know, which is like, I'm glad I didn't go there because I feel like I would have been so awkward in that because thinking about it, I feel like I would have had to gone with um, maybe attire that was a little less, uh, you know, inducive to athletic um, endeavors, if you will. Hear me and, out. It's not that bad because WWE pitched that to Victoria one time, but she told me she was like before the hair versus hair match with Molly Holly, they tried yeah. to get her to shave her head to do that gimmick. Oh, interesting. That's kind of cool. Uh, so, I mean, cool. If you would have pitched I mean, that at the WWE been... tryout, they'd have been like, oh, let's get this girl over here I right now. I would have bought it. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> I dropped them all there. Shoot. Yeah. So what kind of feedback did you get from WWE when you had that tryout? Um, they said, you know, keep at it. There's there's potential there. Keep at it. Um, like I said, I, uh, at that point, I think I was like a year and a half into actually wrestling. So very new. I'm, again, I'm still very new. Um, so yeah, just the typical, get those reps in kid. That's mind boggling that you're that far along, that you were that far along that early in your career. That's, I mean, that speaks really highly to your athletic ability and your trainers. Yes. I I'm very lucky that I had good trainers and I was really polished by uh, Josh Alexander, who's, you know, killing it an impact right now. Um, without those people and, and some other, you know, mentors that I, I, I have in my corner. I, I don't know where I would be. Like, sure, I came from like a very athletic background. It wasn't just skateboarding. Like, I played um, varsity rugby and every sport under the sun uh, growing up. Uh, but to be able to transition that into like a, an entertaining sort of situation, like, I definitely would not have been able to do it without those people. Funny you mentioned Josh Alexander. I remembered having a conversation with Ethan Page and we were talking about people that could pop up an impact. And he had said, really hoping Jody Threat can pop up an impact. But that was, of course, right before the world went to hell. Right. And, like, as I was thinking about that, it's like, okay, I saw her, in, and you had that tryout in the summer before all this. Mm-hmm. It's It's been 14 months as we're filming this since oh. that has happened. And okay. things have started to get a little more normal. Not where you're at, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, but have you have you started to, to like see the opportunities coming back, or is, are things like still at a complete standstill? We are in such an awful position here, specifically in Ontario. I, I'm from Toronto. Um, you know, during the summer into the fall, we had some room for outdoor shows or private filmings where we did not have any uh, audience and that was completely snatched away from us come I think it was like the beginning of December the end of November and we have been nowhere near that Um, as we were talking off camera um, just Friday we've had some some more serious um, restrictions come into play and there's for the minimum five more weeks we're in this like a stay-at-home order which is like essentially like martial law if you ask me like on Friday, they were saying cops were able to pull us over um, and ask where we were going. That was, Ugh. you know, pulled back over the weekend once they assessed everything and realized maybe that's, you know, against uh, our rights as Canadians. Um, but I, we, we can't even go to the gym. Like gyms have been closed for six months. I haven't like touched around. I, I managed to sneak away to America and wrestle for beyond back in February. Yeah. That was like the first time I touched a ring in three months and I haven't touched a ring since then. It, it is literally illegal. 
Because I, I remembered that, obviously, you came to the collective and did some stuff there. And I was like, oh, yes. sweet, she's getting back at it, which, I mean, that was the case for so many people. I was like, not just her. Tons of people are getting back at it. But unfortunately, yeah. what you were, you were out of the ring for several months after that, I would imagine. Yeah, that, so that was probably one of the last times I had touched the ring. I think I did, like, one of those um, recordings without an audience uh, maybe a month after that into not touching a ring again, not even to train. Man, so during this period, have you had any like contact with, with promotions? Because obviously you're you're a top prospect out there. You're not like nobody can say, oh, she's overexposed. She's this. She's that. She doesn't like belong to a promotion. They can't identify you. And homegrown talent is very important. Um, it, after my experience at the collective, I had a bunch of like American uh, promoters reach out to me, thinking that I was able to still cross the border not realizing that it's a whole fiasco. I like have to fly into the country. Uh, when I come home, I have this like quarantine, full out quarantine where I can't even walk my dog off my property for 14 full days. I have to have food and everything else delivered to my door. Cannot see another soul for 14 days. Um, so yeah, I had a bunch of people reach out after that. And then when my stuff um, played from beyond from uh, February, again, a whole slew some really cool <laughs> opportunities like really cool opportunities where like I was next near in tears when I had to tell them I'm sorry our restrictions actually got even worse because at that point in February if you fly back home not only do you have to quarantine for 14 days um, you actually have to pay to go to a guarded hotel you have to pay minimum like two grand and be there for a minimum of three days and you're guarded like you're not allowed to leave I, they apparently provide you these nasty sandwiches for your meals oh yeah <laughs> so yeah it's ontario yeah. was like the promised land for me like when being a kentuckian like my wife and i go there every year and it's like oh man we love it so much it's beautiful the people are great there and then i'm hearing all this stuff from from like you and my boss and i'm like it kind of sucks right now right now it sucks yeah, right now, and it has for a while, yes. <laughs> so I, I saw you put on Twitter, like, hey, anybody want to take us in for six months? Like, was that was that being dramatic in the moment, or were you just like, hell, let me work myself into a shoot here? I am personally, I am looking to spend, um, so I can legally go to America and stay without any sort of visas. Now, I cannot work, uh, but I can be there for... Um, six months I've already spent probably two months this year when I went in February uh, so five and a half months if I can find someone to house me because remember I can't work on um, you know the radar of the government mm-hmm. um, who will sponsor me a spot to live with my dog because I cannot leave my dog behind for five months uh, Dodger is my ride or die um, I would 100% put my shoot job on hold and um, skip out and, and come to America. This is like what I'm looking. I'm actively talking to friends out there to see what's available, to see what area would actually probably be best for me to do that. Um, because again, I have to fly in mm-hmm. to the country, which means I will be without vehicle. I can't drive my car across the border. So oh, I want to make sure that I'm uh, super accessible wherever I land. And I want to be near like a reputable school so I can get that rust off. Uh, and around those uh, promotions. So so obviously oh. the, the ideal situation would be like if a company came along and said, hey, we're going to get this visa shit sorted out. Oh. We're going to sign you be, up, all that stuff. Dream. Oh, yes. I that mean, there, be- there, 
not not putting them on the spot, but I mean, I, I get the feeling Scott Demore understands the issues going on here. Anthem is based out of Ontario as well. Have you ever had any conversations with them? We had mentioned Josh Alexander and Ethan Page uh, really putting you over a lot. Yeah, well, Scott knows who I am. Um, he knows that I am interested in impact. Um, yeah, like I said, if I were ever given the opportunity, I would jump at it 100%. It's, it's more the balls um, in their court. Like I said, I, I, they know my interest. Um, anywhere, AEW, Ring of Honor, WWE, any any place that could provide me with a visa so I could support myself because it's such a scary thought going into a country where I can't support myself. Um, yeah, would definitely jump at the opportunity for that platform. And I remember when you put that tweet out, I, I think it was Shaza that, that was like, damn, me realizing that people can, that Canadians can spend six months there. She's in the yes. same boat. She was over here for a big tour that was yes. likely going to do really, really big things for her. And she had to, had to fly back. I, I think, I think we're going to see a, a really big influx of international talent. As soon as things clear up, like, I mean, they're between you two killer Kelly, I know has faced a lot of those same things as well. But, uh, what, what you all do have is, when things get normal, a pretty robust Ontario indie scene as well. I mean, I know that there's there's been a lot of a lot of good work done there, but with A one, whenever that runs, mm-hmm. are there any particular indies that you prefer to work in in that area? I know C four was it was a really good one as well. Yeah, some of my favorite promotions. Alpha One is my home, my Ontario home. Um, Ethan Page, uh, literally, you know saw something in me and gave me some really neat opportunities before anyone. Um, I, I like destiny as well. Um, the man Lucha and definitely C4 are, are some of my favorite Ontario. There's other ones like Barry wrestling will always be in my heart. They gave me my first belt. Like, you know, Ontario is such a great place. Um, when the world is not, uh, you know, in the current state, yeah, of course. Uh, it is such a neat place to be a young wrestler um, just because there are number one, so many wrestlers and number two, so many promotions, so many opportunities. Like if I didn't want to, I could spend um, the whole year working two, three shows uh, a weekend and just, you know, be in Ontario. Um, and that's how I spent probably the first half, like six months of, of my career uh, was catching my reps in specifically Ontario before I spread my wings a little. So you've you've also spread your wings in intergender wrestling. I mean, the the style of intergender wrestling that you do is a lot different than a lot of other people because there aren't a lot of women out there hitting F5s on their their male counterparts. (laughs) So, I mean, like, do do you ever run into people that are like, you sure you can do this? And you're just like, I got it. I got this. Um, I, I feel like I'm, I'm really lucky and I've been in really welcoming situations where, uh, you know, no one's been like, uh, you know, are you sure? Like, I don't really feel comfortable. Um, I've only really ever worked like intergender matches where people were comfortable and, and felt I was competent in the role. So I guess I'm very lucky in that way. I, I particularly love, I, I think it was John Silver at, at Beyond. Yeah. That was a fun, and and seeing what he's doing now, just since then, he's exploded and become this phenomenon. Exploded! Yes. Yeah. He's he's unreal. One of the funniest dudes out there, and I mean, you guys, you guys were beating the hell out of each other. It was, it was phenomenal. 
Um, Yo, he kicked me so hard in my damn throat, I couldn't talk for like literally two weeks. Really? Yeah, <laughs> was nuts. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> so I also remember you getting pile driven by Nick Gage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my neck was kinked for uh, a week after that. I had to go see my chiropractor. Really? So, so have you have you avoided like major injuries so far throughout your career? Uh, Knockwood, yes. The worst thing that's ever happened was I, I took a, a bad dive out of the ring. My my knee pad actually caught uh, the second rope. Um, Vanessa Craven actually saved my life. I was wow. instead of going into her arms, I was heading down, and she caught my head. Or uh, instead of my knee, that would have been my head. But um, I was told that the echo my knee made off of that marble floor was nuts. Uh, and my knee was screwed up for like three months after that. Um, uh, but besides that, very lucky, nothing too serious. I think like the the craziest thing that put me out for a while was I sliced my finger on a stupid tin can oh, uh, and it sliced no. the tendon of my middle finger. And I, I need that on my dominant yeah. hand. Uh, and I had stitches and I had to do like physio and I was out for like two months. Like even with my bad knee from that spill, I was still working. But with my stupid finger, I had to like take the time off. <laughs> so, and I mean, with your style, I mean, it's it's pretty fortunate, too, because I mean, you, you have a very, very physical style, a high risk yeah. style as well. Well, you have to understand I come from rugby and skateboarding. That's a good point. That's a fair <laughs> this point. Is, this is, you know. So I mean, I like that, that probably so that effectively prepared you for for it more than bumps and bruises, obviously, but bumps and bruises to some are just like second nature, kind of. Yeah. No. Absolutely. So I another thing that I had really always loved uh, you and Alley Cat working together, whether it be against the against each other or together, but I miss my friend. <laughs> sad. I miss her so much. And I mean, you all you all had a good team going, the punk rock pussy cats, and of course, yes. Depending on where you're at, you're either wrestling each other or wrestling with each other. But I mean, the mm. the women's tag team scene in that period that we mentioned has exploded between the AEW women's tournament and impact wrestling, bringing back their, their stuff. Is that something that you're looking to get back into? Have you all even talked about that and said, Oh, you know, maybe, maybe this is something we can achieve together. We don't talk about tagging right now. Cause it is too much of a soft spot. <laughs> we just, it, it truly, we like personally, and I know she, we, we really do like working together. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't work together for very long, but the stuff that we did do was awesome. Um, and with C4, they held like a um, this neat little tournament, uh, tag team tournament, and we ended up winning it like just before, literally just before the end of the world. Um, so yeah, we just we we don't talk about it. It's, I I mean, even sad. though like you <laughs> like you said, it wasn't like that many matches, but I think the fact that it was across so many different promotions in that short amount of time, yeah. like it was beyond A one. I feel like it was also C four. Like you all worked like a lot of different places together in a very short amount of time. I don't yeah. even think I got to see the Beyond match, but I just knew that. I think it was Ag told me that he he worked you all, and. Yes. And, uh, like it did seem like it was, it was more because you all were all over the place. Yeah. Man. And now I can't even see her. Man, now I've depressed you even more. I interviewed her a couple months ago. <laughs> she buried, uh, some action figures that I had. She, she hated like the night she hated the nineties WWF figures. That's a heel oh move. <laughs> like 
What do you think of her 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 persona change we've seen a little bit lately? Alley catch. Well, I love it. She's wild and aggressive. She'll kill you. I you know what? I dig claws. it. It seems like it fits in a little bit more with you. I mean, she that's always been her inside. She's just letting people see it now, you know? That's that's fair. <laughs> I had noticed uh, once upon a time you posted a picture with Trish Stratus. Uh, what a what a wonderful woman she is! Just just such a kind lady. Uh, how did that go? How did that come about? And uh, please tell me about that. That was during the same summer where all that cool stuff was happening oh, for no. me, right before the end of the world. Oh, uh, she just no. needed to get a bit of uh, ring rust off before she she went and did the pay per view. And so myself and uh, Alexia Nicole um, rolled around with her a few nights um, just to make sure she was nice and prepared. And I, what an opportunity. I actually I would got love to interview to her again. right before that, and I asked her about her preparation. Oh, she probably mentioned you by name now that I think about it. I'd have to go so back funny. and look. But, I mean, yeah. that had that had to be a, a flattering thing, too. One of the, the goats. And it's like, well, you're tasked with getting her ready. How cool is that? Like, how cool. That was, like, one of those, like, wow moments for me. It's just, it's, and she she did still have it. It was still incredible. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There was no rust. So I'm sure you've seen, there there are a lot of negative things that get headlines. I like to get headlines for positive things. So instead of shooting hard on people, we do shooting softly, where I'll ask you to say nice things about some people that you've worked with in the past. I'm just going to drink some water, you know, and now you got me sweating. Oh, God, okay. There you go. See, now what I've noticed is there have been a couple times through this where I've asked people, then off the air, they're like, I fucking hate that person. <laughs> <laughs> but they couldn't. I'm Canadian. We don't hate people. I eh? know. All right? We're nice. You're wonderful. <laughs> so we'll start off with another fellow Canadian, Speedball okay. Mike Bailey. Oh, he's bomb. I wish I could kick like him. He, he's got He's got some fantastic kicks. I'm glad that... Like now, there's a real possibility that we'll be able to see him when when things get normal again as well. Right, 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 right. How about Kylie Ray? She has recently announced that she'll be back at Warrior Wrestling soon. She might be one of the most genuine, sweetest people I have ever met. And again, I come from the land of Canada, where we're supposed to be hella nice people, but uh, there's just something special about that woman uh, and it makes me so happy to know she is okay uh, and I can't wait to meet her in the ring again Jordan if, you, Grace. if you haven't watched that match I highly recommend you watch that match Jordan Grace she's bomb she's so strong uh, it's so cool to meet another person that you know likes to be strong very cool uh, as we're filming this she actually just finished up with Impact Wrestling Nevaeh I know you've worked her a few times uh, honestly, I was so lucky. So, um, you know, Smash Wrestling, you must know. Smash of course, Wrestling. of course. I interviewed Sebastian when I was in Toronto. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, yeah, I guess cause they, they helped, um, yeah. host a bunch of those shows. Mm-hmm. Um, well they did a women's tournament, uh, Canusa and uh, again, very, very new and Nevea agreed to work me for that tournament. So she was one of the first like female with years of experience um, that, you know, got to give me some lessons in the ring, if you will. That's fantastic. So much respect for her, and she deserves everything. Uh, Lufisto. Oh, another one. Another one. And again, I have to thank Smash Wrestling. Um, 
allowed me to work her very, very young in my career. And she, again, was maybe one of the first women to really lead me in a match. Um, because before that, I was often doing the intergender matches because there weren't a lot of uh, women with experience in Ontario. Um, and so she was one of the first uh, women to lead me in a match. And so again, a special spot in my heart. And really, she opened the floodgates for intergender uh, wrestling here in, uh, in Canada. So kudos to her and deserves more respect. We mentioned speedball Mike Bailey earlier. Somebody kind of mm -hmm. connected him, special place in his heart. Veda Scott, you've worked her a bunch of times. A bunch of times. She was probably one of my first storylines. Yeah. Uh, so again, very cool. Uh, I've also been able to work uh, against him and her with Alley Cat. Uh, and that, that was a really fun match too. And uh, as we wrap up this segment, Solo Darling. My girl. We, uh, we connect on a, a different level. Uh, we have a lot of interesting conversations whenever we get the opportunity to spend some time together behind the merch table. She's another one that it's just like, man, she's got such a TV look. Like, you look at her and you're like, man, she's a star. Like, she gets yeah. it. Yeah. She definitely sparkles. So tell the people where they can where they can follow you, where they can support you, all this good stuff. Absolutely. Instagram, Twitter, uh, at Jody Threat, J-O-D-Y Threat. Guys, check her out. She is, uh, she's fantastic in the ring. There's plenty of source material for you guys to check out as well. Jody Threat, I want to thank you so much for taking the time. No, thank you. Until next time, guys, <laughs> we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.